You're listening to Creative Confidential with Brian Tuck. Brian is a social entrepreneur and attorney who focuses on startup companies, nonprofit organizations, and arts and entertainment law issues. Creative Confidential starts now. Welcome back, good people. I'm Brian Tuck. This is Creative Confidential. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please leave a rating and a review to boost this podcast's visibility. Today, we are going to talk about the words that we use. The words we use matter. The words we use reveal who we really are and what we really think. Here's an example. We make small talk all the time with friends and strangers. And how many times a day do you make small talk with strangers at the convenience store or the supermarket checkout or the water cooler at work? How many times have you asked someone how they were doing only to hear the response, I'm hanging in there? How many times have you said that? The subtext of the phrase, I'm hanging in there, is that you are being dragged along by circumstance and that you are measuring your success by your mere survival. That's what you are saying with that phrase. I was in a workplace some years ago where a coworker gave an interesting response to that question every time it was asked of him. One would ask him how he was doing, And he replied thusly, I'm living the dream, but nightmares are dreams too. The first time I heard this, I was taken aback. Then upon hearing that day in and day out, over and over, while he believed he was making a joke, my only conclusion was that this person was miserable and was just going through the motions. In those short nine words, you can communicate inadvertently what is really going on with you, whether you mean to or not. Words matter. Knowing that words matter and how we use them says a lot about us. There are some trends that we as creators and entrepreneurs need to keep in mind. The quality of public discourse is deteriorating rapidly. And this is the result of a confluence of several, perhaps irreversible, trends. One, the near death of teaching critical thinking skills in our educational system. Two, the failure to teach kids to lose with grace. And three, a misguided belief that everyone needs to consume social media, especially news, all day, every day, which has resulted in this hair-trigger gut reaction to every social, political, or economic story that comes down the pike through social media without any reflection or critical thought whatsoever. There is a body of writing and analysis among academics about the fact that students, especially those in American undergraduate programs, make little or no improvement in their critical thinking, reasoning, or writing skills from the time they arrive on campus to the time they graduate. This subject is so complex 
We're going to stick a pin in it and come back to it on a future episode and just focus on that. Secondly, the trophy generation ethos is spreading upstream. When Generation X or the Baby Boomers were kids in Little League and Pop Warner football, the team that won the league championship was the one that got a trophy. Perhaps the teams that came in second or third got smaller trophies, and they were just trinkets and of no intrinsic value except that they rewarded achievement in a competitive environment. Fast forward to today, and in almost every youth sports league across America, every player on every team is rewarded somehow just for showing up. Well, life and especially the business world are not like that. By rewarding the mere participation in an ostensibly competitive environment, we are devaluing competition and devaluing the idea that incentives to succeed should exist. In business and in the freelance world, there are people that land the job, and then there is everybody else. When you audition for a role in a film against 50 other actors, one person wins and 49 others do not. By accepting the participation trophy model, we are not helping our kids prepare for the world. We've removed the premium on success in competition. An unintended consequence is that today's kids are not learning how to lose gracefully. Why is that important? Losing with grace is important because losing is a part of being a creator or an entrepreneur. Failing is part of succeeding. Pretend for a moment that you are in your car, sitting at a red light at an intersection. Look around you. Everything that you can observe was made by a person. The car you sit in, the traffic lights, the electricity that powers the traffic lights, the shopping centers along the highway, the road surface your car is resting on, all made by people. All of those things are the product of hundreds of failed attempts until the inventors and manufacturers got it right. The smartphone that you have in your hand or pocket did not spring into existence fully formed out of thin air. That product was the result of years of research and development, trial and error, experimentation and failure. Where would we be today if the inventors of yesterday could not work through failure. Failure and the analysis thereof is part of creation and making sure our young people can fail with grace, have the presence of mind to analyze their error, and then adjust and improve their method to make things work is one of the most critical skills we can teach them. Third and finally, social media and the speed of society does not favor contemplation. As a result, contemplation must be purposeful now more than ever. When Twitter was being developed, the engineers determined that people make a decision whether they feel positive or negative about an issue in 2.5 seconds, which is roughly the time 
it takes the average person to digest 140 characters of text. Thus, tweets were born. You cannot evaluate an unemployment report or an economic forecast and comment on it in two and a half seconds. Yet people do today over and over. This is an urge that should be resisted. By conditioning our brains to jump to a conclusion in an instant, we'll eventually start impacting your decision-making ability in other phases of your life. Finally, I would suggest that you resist the perceived need to stay connected online at all times. We talked about this on an earlier podcast episode about using social media with intention and not allowing it to suck up all your time. You'll be most effective advancing your creative project, startup, or nonprofit organization when you are free of distractions and can focus. That's true whether you're a musician, a writer, a middle manager, or a CEO. The podcast returns next week with episode 41 featuring drummer and band leader Pat Petrillo. We talk about music, careers, and a lot more. To the listeners in over 50 countries around the world, thank you for listening. And until next time, keep building the future. It's closer than you think. Thanks for listening to Creative Confidential. To get future episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow us on SoundCloud or Stitcher or visit us on the web at creativeconfidential.net.